listening to I'm Telling You. You're listening to You're listening to I'm Telling You. Hey fam, welcome back to another episode of I'm Telling You. Telling You. As always, your amazing host, Philly D. Mr. Gemini. Yeah, and as always, uh, if you want to continue that conversation, because we would like you to do that, you can reach out to all three of us at ity at directionsofmusic.org. Or individually, you can hit up Gemini, G-E-M-I-N-I, at directionsofmusic.org. Or Philly D-P-H-I-L-L-Y-D. We even practice that, man. That's awesome. Directionsmusic.org. Yeah, for first-time listeners, this is a 30-plus year friendship of organic raw conversations with movie quotes, dad jokes, dad dad quotes, movie jokes, yeah, whatever. We just turn the mics on and we just we're just our normal jackass selves. Yeah, we uh we usually have, you know, either this conversation between you and I and then we got our fact checker. Tonight we actually got a buddy of ours in the studio, which is super dope. Jimmy Breeze, you want to say Jimmy hello Breeze. to the people out there? Hey now, Jimmy Breeze. Hey, thanks for let me come down and check out the studio B. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, bro. I mean, you know, hey, you uh, you helped us make we you helped us to cross over into that video aspect. So we're starting to get some video content rocking and stuff, which is pretty dope. But you know, we're we're growing, which is super awesome. And so you know, of course, we're gonna have somebody in hook us up, producing hey. a couple videos. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because that's your that's like your thing. You've been uh, you you did like your own YouTube channel and started producing your own videos and stuff. And then you guys kind of met and started talking about stuff. And then we got all together. Oh, it was. And- it was- it was cars, really, that brought us together the first time because he was out. You were out riding your MG. I was riding my old car, and you were riding on your motorcycle. Yeah. That's right. And I was with uh, with a couple of old cats I met at a Walmart. <laughs> yeah, you said about this. You said you mentioned a podcast, and here I am. <laughs> Isn't it funny how that happens? I mean, do you, I mean, because you know what? Like, I think I think our raw, organic nature and the fact that we do love our community as much as we do. We really do get ourselves out there, and we put ourselves out there, and, you know, it, it comes back, I feel, so. It's I don't, real. I, yeah, I mean, I just, I have no problem, like, approaching somebody I've never met before. I heard that about you. <laughs> and just, especially if I have a curiosity about something. And it actually, as it turns out, you actually called us over. You were like, yo, man, check this out. Oh, I was just, just yeah, you were just loving the day, and you were like, what are you guys doing? You hanging out? Like, awesome. I just came, I'm trying to get this thing running again, and. Like you would just put a bunch of work into this. It yeah. was what? What year is that MG? It was nineteen seventy seven MG that was found in a barn and got put back together. And it was like on one of my first rides, and I had probably two hundred miles on it. And I met you. That video was out, huh? Yeah, no. That, <laughs> I actually, I I watched that video where you would you had done some work on it, and you kind of used that as a way to branch out, and make other videos from it, but. Uh, I guess build up to getting that thing road ready again. Like you made a video, like a, uh, I forget how long it was. It just comes down to like getting my hands and working on things and making them run, run again and work better. That's all. So we're that gonna, was one it, of the, one of the first times I experienced like what, it, you know, your capabilities when it comes to making video. And I was like, Oh, it's pretty nice. I mean, like, like the whole thing all together, even if, like if I was just watching it for the for the value of the information that I'm getting from it, and like, hey, I love MGs. That's a really cool niche. Not many people are into that. I can't even really drive one because I'm. I feel like I'm too, I'm too big. 
Like it just, I mean, you're pretty close to that too. Like it's a rickety little car, <laughs> <laughs> but they're fun. I mean, they're, and it's, I, I always say that, like, I, I, I really, I really cry for the, for the day that, you know, internal combustion engines just die. You know what, man? Well, no, like think, think about this. I, was I, it, um, I was love it the robot? old school, like the retro. Yeah. Remember iRobot or whatever, when he still had the, the freaking crotch rocket, his little rice burner. So, I mean, you know, even in a world with all these, you know, whatever fusion electrics, something or others, there's still the, he's just like, nah, he's like, does this run on fuel? Oh my God. It runs what? on petrol, man. Like it's supposed to. I know. She's like freaking out. This is a freaking bum on wheels. Oh, so for real. I mean, why don't we drive around in hydrogen cars? Why do we got to go fucking battery? Well, so I think, French. but I'll be honest, I, th I think I think that's the new setup is that they're running hydrogen cells so that you don't have to run a battery. I think the, on the average, you're going to get way more mileage out of well, your... To, to actually utilize a combustion engine is what I'm saying. To utilize a combustion engine, to, you know, to produce your torque and horsepower, to produce your... You know, your actual drivetrain would be tiny explosions. What is your means of locomotion? <laughs> I, like, I like how he said that. That's pretty good. I mean, I understand, I understand the love affair with, with, with electronic motors because... The torque curve is the—it's non-existent. It's just you have power the minute you turn it on. Exponential and linear. Yeah. So I mean, I I, I get that aspect of it, but I, I I always look back at the limitations and the fact that most of these things are basically running on coal, because most of them people don't have. Not everybody that owns one, I'm sure, has solar panels on their house. Maybe they do. I don't know. I'm not judging. Or you know, some form of a turbine, because I mean, it could be wind powered. Or if you're not, like that power is still coming from basically it's it's coming from oil or it's coming from coal or or natural gas, nuclear. Could do, be depending on where you live. On the East Coast, we do have some nuclear. I'm just, I'm just saying in general, like we may we may get a little bit subsidized from certain areas, but. Dude, I don't honestly, think. I think in this area, in general, we don't really necessarily run on nuclear. I don't think. I mean, with it's right around the corner. We, but, we should be. I mean, <laughs> most sources of energy are not wind tur turbine. They're not nuclear. They're not. You know, they're they're basically giant factories burning coal or burning oil to to generate electricity. Yeah, energy is just a big deal, right? <laughs> so you, you, I think it's the sun gives it all the energy to us. Well, that, I mean, that was that was the whole thing that I'm just fascinated with about Tesla and how all that stuff just disappeared. I mean, he was working so hard to basically find a way to to pull energy off the naturally occurring energy that's around us in abundance. Free energy, not even pull it, but also distribute it. Well, and that was his biggest yeah. downfall was that he was pitching it to people that wanted to make money. He was ahead of his time, right? Yeah, right. How dare is, you I be mean, is selfless? Ever, I mean, even now it wouldn't work. I mean, forget about it. If you found a way to do that, I mean, you'd basically be wiped off the map. I mean, they find a way to set you up, get you arrested, get you killed, get something. I mean, I, I feel <laughs> Easy like Easy there, X-Files, bro. No, but I mean, I, that was that was kind of the story behind Nikola Tesla. I mean, he had gotten to a point where he wasn't even living in his house anymore. He was He was going from hotel room to hotel room. He was one of those guys that was so nervous. Like you want to say, like uh, people that never use a bank and they put money in their their in the mattresses, mattresses and stuff. Right, right. Like that, he would keep all his files with him at all times. Like all of his drawings, all of his his notes. From what I had heard, 
the room had to be divisible. The number of the room had to be divisible by three, six, and nine, or three, or something. Yeah, well, because I mean, well, if it's of three, six, yeah. or nine, then it's of three. three. So yeah, yeah. It always so it had to be like third floor room number like three oh six or you know something, something to that, to yeah. that effect. Yeah. And that he would he would basically camp himself out in these rooms for whether it was weeks or months at a time, just you know, work on stuff. And he had files like closed files and open files that he was still working on. Like he was constantly in, into something. Like he couldn't shut his mind off. Yeah, pretty much. And he wanted to give everything away. Yeah, he did. And that was the biggest problem because I think it was Westinghouse or something that he came up to, and he was like. He, he that wasn't that the guy that actually fronted him the money. Uh, no, J.P. Morgan. J.P. Morgan. Was yeah, it was guy. Morgan okay. who did it. Yeah, which was, there was also something with Westinghouse too. It had something to do with the free energy that well, Westinghouse believe, was not a fan of. That was uh, that was J.P. Morgan. That was J.P. Morgan. Okay. Yeah, not to say that he because there was an initial investor, and then it got swapped over to J.P. Morgan, and that's and then it's when. It can be proven, however, the timeline of events expresses the idea of once Morgan found out what Tesla was really up to, because he went from like a 90-foot tower to 180-foot, like he doubled it. He just it. changed his mind halfway through, because he was like, he... Well, he, he saw it as... The story that I heard was that he really, really was pushing to get the the energy out as far as you could... And just give it, he wanted to give it away as, as freely as possible. Well, you pretty much, you want to go from like doing it as a test to just like, screw this, let's just hook it up. And I guess he figured that if he, if he doubled his, if he doubled his height, like doubled the size of his tower, which was, if you think about it, doubling the height of something means, means what? That's eight times growth, really. I mean, you're talking about square cube law. I mean, so that's, I mean, yeah, that's if you want to, yeah, that's, correct. That's more than twice as much money, I would think, right? I mean, to do that. I mean, well, that's the story that you hear is that he wanted to double the height of his tower, but think about that. That's not twice as much money because then your base has to be even larger, right? Well, I mean, you're... And that was the thing is um, where, from from what I understand in the story, from what was given as the startup, was supposed to basically finish everything off and, you know, be extra for, you know, so you can run it, get the test going. I mean, it was, it was all of it. And, and I guess, and yeah, and they wanted to keep it in house and keep it private and then still be able to make money off of the energy. Well, and that was the thing is, so they were basically funding a way to figure it out. Whereas Tesla was just like, screw this, took all the money and was just like, we're going to do this. So, you know, let's go, let's get past the whole freaking trial and run and just make it happen, Captain. Again, that's what I'm from. What I'm to understand. So I don't know. I I going back to our original conversation about um. I guess that would be in the green room about about your guy. I'm sorry. Um, oh, e- Elon. Elon Musk. The does. Yeah, you said. Do he? Do I don't say. hang out with him on the weekends. <laughs> we ain't playing squash. I mean, no, but you're a fan. I mean, generally speaking. Well, again, I like to use him as a a guideline or a judging component. He's a marker for for what I judge as things going on. So instead of paying attention to all the news and letting myself be bombarded by it, I look at a few individuals who I can trust their their forethought and ineptitude to be kind of like, you know, yeah, it may seem like, but you know, we're we're gonna get here, people. Like, come yeah, on, I let's. Just, I have I have trouble putting him in the same camp with with Nicola, but that's just me. I mean, that's I. I said in context of this current environment, the the atmosphere, the way things are, he would, I, I myself put him on that relative visionary type level. 
So maybe not in the same exact regard of how, but overall outcome, I would I would say that they're, they're he's he's the new you know he's the new Tesla Einstein type. Just big ideas. Yeah, because I mean, not to say well, he's, he's like found Einstein. a way to capture people's wallets. Anyway, I mean, that's for sure. But uh, but he's I mean, not. Plenty of people are willing to invest in Tesla. Well, right, and he's not doing it in a fashion where he seems to be like bleeding people for it. They're 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 just like, no, this is a great idea. We got to get into this. Like that, you know. Oh, you mean like overcharging for it? Well, just in general on everything. I mean, he's 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 very risky with what he does, but he's very intelligent, and there's many ways for him to. He's basically hedging multiple bets at the same time. Sure. So that even if one or two don't exactly pan well, out, well, he's playing the wave of you know safe. Dude, he's toxic so, energy he's not, production. Like, he's doing like all right, we so, haven't quite figured out yet, and that's the funny thing is like to me that's that's a whole smokescreen that the, well, so Elon the electric has, car doesn't fix the problem that we a, have. A that's reusable my rocket. Come on. Well, so here's the well, thing. Well, I mean, that's what he's going for. But he's still but, trying but to recreate something we've already done. We were talking about that before the V two. So he's not only just doing rocket, and like you said, reusable. Dude, he's also making affordable housing on the go. You know, kid houses that are dirt cheap but with actual square footage. You know, he's he has a boring company that doesn't only work now here on this planet, but as they travel to Mars. Oh, wait, you were showing me you were showing me, right, the video about those modular homes that they build and they're basically like they can box them up into like this, right? Weren't you showing me that? I mean, I do. I show you so many freaking videos. I know, about but that they, kind of they stuff. were like, yeah, like they, you could fold them up in like a little cube and just drop them in the middle of the desert somewhere and like open the thing up and basically like you drive a couple screws and the whole house is just boom. I think that was for a disaster response, things like that. Yeah. I yeah. think that's where they were. Yeah. That's where they were trying to find their niche, I guess, um, which is genius. But that's the thing, though. It's pretty so sweet, actually. To, to continue. Well, yeah, but to continue on. He's not just doing certain things of that aspect. Like there, there's more than just progressive thinking and producing components that allow for revenue for his companies so that he can go back and forth and fold the money and move things around and hedge his bets and do all these things and have cash flow. And like, I mean, he's very risky but intelligent with what he's doing that he's constantly covering his butt. It just so happens that in doing that, he's also being progressive and forethinking on things that would really not just help us grow and move forward, but also carry over in that financial aspect. So, I mean, it's, it's multi-layered of what, that's why I'm like, dude, I, I personally really feel what he's doing seems to, he's trying to move us towards an intelligent evolving species and, you know, understanding that, yeah, we do evolve around money. We do have like laws and rules and guidelines and, you know, there are certain ways we have to interact and there is psychology and sociology and there, there's all these different pieces to it. And I, I really see him being that multi-layered well, visionary that's, that's that can where, take all that in. That's and, exactly it. Like I see him more as a visionary and that's, that's what I'm saying. And, and in some ways, that's that, what Tesla and Einstein were doing. But I man. feel like he's a genius in, in the choices that he's made and the people that he's surrounded himself with. And I think that's a lot of it. And it's not to take anything away from that, but like, like I was saying about Thomas Edison, like he didn't necessarily create all those inventions. He was smart enough to come together at a time and have a certain basically pathway that he wanted to, to research. But he had a, a group of scientists that were already skilled in their own right to help him. 
you know, and in a way, I think within the employ of, of, you know, Tesla's company that you would find some much more intelligent than him. Cause he's the guy that's in the limelight. He's the guy that's, you know, he's the figurehead of the company, but I'm sure there's a lot of really, really intelligent guys working under him. That, are, that Absolutely. kind of go unspoken. Very, I mean, but yeah, he's, he's intelligent enough to pull that collection together. Because he's the, he seems to me much more the idea guy. I mean, let's let's dig a tunnel was his joke. Like, let's let's do it. Let's dig a tunnel. Why? Because we can. No, the, I I disagree with that. I believe his. Tunnel, I mean, there was a purpose to it eventually, but it was just no. I think I think his his first notion to dig tunnels was actually more about to alleviate traffic flow in Los Angeles. Well, I mean, and create more viable living spaces as well. I mean, well, so from his one Joe Rogan conversation, you know, Joe Rogan asked him, he's like, you know, what was your influence on that? And he's like, I was literally sitting in traffic in Los Angeles. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, the only way we're going to be able to sustain this, the only way we're going to sustain this growth and still be able to continue on, he's like, we're going to have to make additional passageways. Well, like you know, alternate routes of yeah, travel. Yeah, we can't exactly yeah. continue to go up because it's not going to be stable in that fashion. I mean, we're going to have like four freaking layers of highway. So he's like, the, the only other but way is to go like a, down. Like, and, why do I have to go all the way through town to get across town? Well, but you're also you know, taking- If I want to go from, he, from west to east or east to west, like, why can't I just, you know, tunnel under the ground and just go straight there? As well as if you're trying to traverse on top, you're losing real estate. So that's viable space to have more people, which, you know, coincides with the idea of needing to alleviate the more people. So it's- you know, it's an ipso facto on that one. But was I mean, I guess my question would be is like in in that particular endeavor, was he the guy? Was he the engineer at the forefront, going doing the math to figure out like, okay, how big a tunnel can we create, and how big a shell do we have to create out of concrete to make it, you know, so that it won't cave in and that it has. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't. Does it yeah, have to he, be rebar? Does it have to be spray concrete? Does it have to be, uh, you know, aggregate like? All these little things factor in. Like, did did he work all that out? So, yeah, I would say he's not the engineer in those capacities. However, he he's probably, the big idea guy. He's probably leading those conversations where he's like, "Well, hey, right. did you guys think about you know what about this?" And you know, so he's very much that out out of that side of the box. You know, hey, this might be a dumb question, guys, but did we think about this? And well, no, I th- I mean, with the tunnel, definitely it was something about traffic that he was trying to alleviate. Because he was talking about wait. well, it wasn't he was trying to alleviate it, he the way he expresses it is his brain sees problems and then he tries to engineer ways to work around it. Right. So he thinks of things in a logical manner. It's like, well, we are trying to maintain real estate, so you can't exactly go up. Well, there's only one other option down. Well, if you go down, then now you're talking about well, okay, on that scale of creating these these passageways, we need hover cars. That's the problem. Well, but it, he he starts to go into the fact of it's going to cost this. It takes this much time. All right, so really, what we need to do is, you know, let's get a coefficient of something or other that makes this a more productive manner. So, while he doesn't, he's not necessarily the mathematician or engineer on all of it. He certainly is thoughtful enough to to realize it's like, hey, there there needs to be a cost-benefit analysis and all of this as far as time, effort, energy, money, everything, timeline. I mean, all of these factors come into play and how can we utilize that to make it 
efficient? You know, do we drag it out time-wise? Do we shrink it time-wise? You know, do we double our efforts? Do we shrink our efforts? Do we, you know, he's, he's very much, I, I get, I see him as very much a visionary in that capacity of he can see the big picture and deconstruct it. I feel like he's a big picture guy. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I like, dude, yeah. and that's what Tesla but, and Einstein did, but just from a different perspective. Correct. While they were more of bringing forth knowledge. He's trying to actually manifest something out of it. Right. He's Which, much more, yeah, he wants to be able to create something that he can. Yeah, he's not trying to figure out. He can out. turn, sell, or give, or improve somehow something that's already there. Well, yeah, he's not trying to figure out how to do it so much as have how to figure out how to do it come to fruition. Well, that's an invention. I mean, do, I mean, you know, again, whether whether he's the direct influence because well, I mean, he's the one that generated it, or he's the one that brought that ability to come about. I mean, that's, that's the question. Was it was it the guy that finally figured out how the light bulb was most efficient? You know, and like we were able to do it and keep it lit for thirty seconds before it would overheat and just cook. You know, and how many times did that happen? But when when Edison was asked about his uh, 1,000 failures at making a light bulb, his response was, I didn't fail a 1,000 times at making a light bulb. I found a 1,000 ways not to make a light bulb. Yeah, dude, I know what it's not. <laughs> well, I'm a firm believer when and you that's, know- that's where I, I look at him more as like somebody who was, who was a great businessman and a great leader and a great organizer and stuff like that. But And not that he did, that's not important in its own right. I don't think that necessarily- Dude, That was, was a lot the, of negatives. Not that it's not important. Which, <laughs> wow. You know what I'm saying. Don't hold back. Tell us how you really feel. I, I'm, that's why I'm saying, I just kind of, <laughs> I kind of look at him in a different light that that he was kind of like the organizer of, of, of a lot of these things that sure he had his own ideas and stuff, but I think if it wasn't for the core group of people that he surrounded himself with, you know, which was a, 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 a so we, smart business sense in its own. I don't think which, Einstein had that business sense. Well, so that's what you're. To Einstein me, would walk out of his house regularly with no pants on. So what I'm hearing is you <laughs> feel Elon is more of an organizer than originator, like Tesla or Einstein. If that sounds more appropriate, I think he's an innovator as well. But I think I think he's definitely more of the the strangely enough personality. <laughs> And because uh, he, he does have a kind of an odd personality, but um, he's he's the the front man of his organization. I don't think he's, you know, just because you have an innovative idea doesn't mean you know how logistically to make that function. Well, just that's, say, and that's what I'm like, saying. Like, I have is, this idea, but I don't know the math behind it. So it's it. all the smart people around him. Can you figure it out? Somebody else figures it out and they go, hey, it is possible. Well, yeah, it's like, well, dude, who invented that? It's kind of, it's, it's it was a not, collaboration. It's it not one dude at Google figuring this stuff out, man. Right. There's a whole bunch of people writing code and shit. It's lesion, you know? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I am lesion. I am lesion. I am Groot. I am Groot. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... So apparently beer made without hops, it's not pronounced Groot. It's pronounced... Grout. Grute. Strangely enough, it's pronounced grout. Head to grute. Like what you put in between your tiles. It's kind of funny. That I don't want to drink that. <laughs> that does that does not sound what grout? Delicious at all. Probably chock full of if, minerals. If that's all you had, you'd be drinking grout. 
No, no, we what good. What was that? Um, I, mean, I probably eat tree bark. It wasn't allowed. Dirt. To be, it wasn't allowed to be called beer unless it had specific five ingredients or whatever. That was the water, yeast, law, malt. The German purity law, and I always forget how to pronounce that. It's a rising visual. I just don't, I don't even know. You making fun of Germany now? No, not at all. I just don't know how to speak the language, and I just it's you know how they just kind of tack words onto words and nine <laughs> to make a word that doesn't exist. They just tack words onto words to make it right. I mean, that's, I'll get there some way. Yeah, I mean Volkswagen. Perfect Nugent. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't, I don't know how to respond to that. I don't know where really. I went with that. I'm, I'm really sorry. <laughs> you, in I, fact, are not. I'd like to preface. Wait a minute. It's too late yeah, for that. No, I mean, that's appropriate. <laughs> we're like, we're almost halfway. So, I mean, that's... 73% of the time. Yeah, no, it's usually around the halfway mark that you preface and carry into <laughs> about three quarters. And then usually somewhere in the back half, you start to let me speak again. That's, that's usually no, when it's... No, you can't uh, speak. You're not allowed. But I mean, you, you try, you, you try, I'll give you try to turn the mic over. And you're very much just like, you know, and it's, you know, I'm, no, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And you know what? I'm just, I'm done. You know what else? And it's, okay. <laughs> apparently we are not done. Let's just go ahead and continue on then. So JD, how you doing? <laughs> How's that Cessna situation coming? Coming in for a landing? You know, she's so uh, our our fact checker has super dope headphone like set, but with the the side piece, the boom mic that comes out. Yeah, pretty much like she's literally working in a tower. She's gonna be bringing in small jetliners and stuff. And Echo one seven nine four. How would you... <laughs> go ahead and report your altitude? Like, oh, we're approximately uh, three thousand dots. I don't have no idea. I don't. I don't know. It sounds like no, way that was too pretty bad. good. That was pretty good. Was the the information know. is probably completely wrong, though. It doesn't matter. I've watched. I stayed at a Holiday Inn and I watched some Die Hard movies. All right, if you got that totally wrong, just write into the show. It's I T Y directions. P H I L L Y D. Send it to me. You don't. I would like else. to pretend I have a boat, so I can name it just the tip. Because when you're entering marinas, you have to request permission to enter. <laughs> So I would have to request permission to enter just the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> just to see how it feels. I mean, maybe I'll judge around my hair. Just saying. I think, I think it's appropriate timing for a preface from both of you. <laughs> I don't even think you've been drinking. I don't think you're a drinker. Like, what is going on here? Hey, JD. Thanks for the support. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a little kid's clubhouse I've stumbled upon here. That's what this is. Yeah. Oh, God. Where's Captain No when you need him? Telling you. I'm telling you. Focus. 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 Dude, that (laughs) When I release another episode to like, because I mean. He makes him laugh. He he makes him laugh a lot. What happened? The, uh, well, it's. One that's one of the most rememberable components. Rememberable is one of the most memorable components. You make yourself of. Well, I just I really I really enjoy that scene. I think that scene is hilarious. And then 
anytime we can do the again when we bring it back around, <laughs> especially if it comes out of freaking, you know, left field Albuquerque kind of a thing. It's, yeah, I, I just, it, uh, yeah, you, you got me good with it. And I just, I had to go with it and it was freaking hilarious. <sighs> got me right here. I think JD lost uh, elevation. <laughs> pull up, pull up. Yeah, no, we, uh, we'll we, get the vector, Victor. Well, you know, the uh, technical difficulties will happen. However, well, right now, satellites are linking up and all kinds of, yeah. However, hilarity will always ensue. So the show will go on. It's okay. Just, it's just, just less informative it, at this point. Just don't talk about it. It makes a crawl back. There are much less truth facts likely to come out at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, even truth fact isn't truth. It's I mean, just, it's a fact. It's a quote from that it's the show. The truth. I mean, I mean, that makes it real if it was on TV. I mean, the TV doesn't lie to you, right? <laughs> well, I mean, it's by extension the internet. But the internet never lies either. No, not at all. <laughs> Everything on the internet is true. This is my boyfriend. He's a French model. Bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That commercial is freaking hilarious. That's make me commit alcohol abuse. I mean, hey, dude. Do you want to spray booty everywhere? <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I gotta. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm. I'm just. Well, getting when I was a younger man, I wanted to spray now. booty everywhere. But yeah, <laughs> booty, 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 booty. <laughs> it's quite all right. I'm fine being a homebody now. I'm just good. Oh, home booty. <laughs> a home booty. I keep my booty at home. That's where it's at. Ain't nothing wrong with my eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yes, that was good. What was that from? Um, was uh, Golden Child. You know, you, Golden Child. I was getting right there, there, and you, you know, you, you already took it from me. It was uh, yeah, Eddie Murphy. Wait, what was it? Yak something? Oh god. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, yak balls. Uh, something. I think yeah. it was yak balls. Good, yeah, good. Keep your yang up. Ain't <laughs> nothing wrong with my yang. <laughs> yeah, no, as. Uh, yak balls? <laughs> oh, man. It looked like beef jerky. He just picked it up off the counter. And the guy told him, he's like, nah. He, like, threw it down, like, like oh. It was poisonous. Scary. <laughs> yeah, it was something balls, something. Yeah, I want to see yak balls. Why are we talking about this right now? What is going know. on here? That's that's what happens when we, wait. This, this is what happens when we no longer have a fact checker that's online with us. Yeah, I mean, that will happen. <laughs> that will happen. <laughs> Things like sex in here. Well, you know, we lost our fact checker. Started talking all sorts of horrible things, and then, you know. Just, what ha happened was. Yeah, well, you know. Can't write this, nor would you want to. Let's let's be honest. That would be a very depressing, lonely existence. So <laughs> We've had this conversation. I would feel so bad for whoever it is that has to write this dialogue. You know what the ironic part is, is at some point we're going to have like a show producer that's just what's, like, all right, so what we're going to have to do is make sure that we go from this point to this point. It's just like, what's I, funny is isn't like, this the guy we've been making fun of for the past couple of years? The stuff that I find most humorous tends to be in that vein though of, of just kind of off the cuff, you know, synergy that people have with each other, this chemistry that people have, you know, as actors that, that just, 
That's why I was saying things like Ghostbusters, you can't really recreate that just on a whim. Like that just happened. I, I mean, know? yeah, right between- They did a good job, but- Well, right. I mean, between Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray, I mean, even even uh, Ernie Hudson, you know, he had his his absolute component to it that, that really did round out the team nicely. But I mean, then you're also talking about the freaking all that secretary. Wasn't, all I mean, that wasn't planned out. Like that, that just happened. Was, what was, oh, what was her name? What's, like, the, what's this, oh, the secretary? What's her name? Janine? Yes. For the movie? Yeah, Janine. Yeah. Janine Melnick? Is that what it is? I feel like, I feel like. Melnick. That sounds, that reminds me of Alf for some reason. That's, no, that's from the planet is like Malnak. <laughs> some shit like that. I feel like, dude, if we had a fact check, we could back this shit yeah, up right now. Alf's home planet. Something like that. Marnak? Malnak? Malnak? I don't know. Yeah, look it up. I don't know. <laughs> Ma- oh, Marnak 7? I don't, we're I have st- no idea. We're still, that's right. I don't, know what's I don't know what's going on. It's like the green room continues. Well, what I'm saying is I think we should just wait and then when she can, she'll she'll pop back and we'll we can see it. We'll uh it'll come in for us. It'll well I might, I might as well try. Put myself out there. You know, I'm just oh. Nobody wants you to put your stuff out Even there. Even if it hurts. Oh my god. Most especially if it hurts, you're doing it wrong, bro. <laughs> Remember, Oklahoma. Even- Oklahoma. <laughs> That's your word. Did you say hi to the flag and the and <laughs> Yes, I did. <laughs> was it was oh was what was the Naked Gun movie where they had that too? Was that like um uh, two and a half or was it um th- oh what the heck was it? What was the third one? Thirty three and a third or some shit? something like that. Oh yeah, they were like in the sex shop in Hollywood or something. There's the freaking. <laughs> You're like, oh my god! <laughs> He's just flapping in the breeze. Oh my god! So you're talking about Euro Trip first? Well, I mean, that's what anyway, inspired for that's, anybody that wasn't, you know, that's where I came from. Didn't figure that. Oh, out. here's a fun fact: <laughs> you made out with your sister. <laughs> I love Euro Trip. I love you, Danger Mouse. Although I still, I need you to figure out how to quote that guy, the Cockney guy. Like, I want you to get him, like, word for word for that, like, that spot right before he says, you guys are take cussing to a whole new level or something like that. You guys take cussing oh, to a whole new level. Oh, right, right, right. We're, yeah, he's, oh, man. Yeah, something about. Yarbles was well, the last. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's at, like, a pub or something or other, blah, 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 something. And he's just like, yeah, so I tell the swamp donkey to lick me yarbles. <laughs> he's, wow, you guys are on a whole other level of cursing over here. <laughs> Yeah, no, actually, that yeah, that would be. Um, you gotta get I, that one figured out. I haven't, I have not watched Euro Trip in quite some time. Um, I feel like this needs to lead you. into another mandate of some sort, bro. We still got like ten movies stacked on mandates, man. It's a mandate, mandate. It's like, dude, I'm just saying, like, if you've got smash it together, take it got some time in the next couple of days. I'm home. I'm just saying. Uh, I do, I do not. I mean, <sighs> sorry to hear that. I'm not, man. You know what? I got a lot of super awesome stuff going on. Good. There's some been there's been some yeah, there's been some good work stuff, family stuff, personal stuff. I mean, things have been like way on the up and Send up some lately. Money my way. That's all. I- 
What do you, do you, do you have a job? You are not broke. Quit play, what do you, why are you always asking me no, for no, money? No, no, I could do better. I could definitely do better than I'm doing now. Oh, but you're chasing your dreams, man. I am chasing my dreams. Yeah, what's, what's more important? Being I, honest with yourself. And I don't know if I've given the audience this update, but, you know, because I have kind of been the beer brewing guy occasionally. We talk about that. No, dude, like two weeks ago, it was like all brewing. The green room and area, it was all beer. So the, the, we drinking I, your beers, you, talking your beers. I've, I've reached out to somebody local, like very local, and I'm waiting to hear back. So the chance to not only be an assistant, but to be a, um, an apprentice brewer. Ooh, apprentice. That's like fancy. So Do I'm, you say that with your pinky out? I feel like you're supposed to say it with your pinky out. I say, You say that with both fists out, man. This is some Celtic stuff going on here. It's a rug. There like it was a rugby team that turned into a brewery. <laughs> this is what happened. Is this true? Is this no, like, no, for real. I was, I was just like, dude, this is some serious bullshit right there's, now. There's, there's a um, there's there's a I think there's a there's a military veteran thing going on, and then there's a rugby team thing going on, and there's it's um, it's in the spot where where locally Prism got their start. Okay, okay. So like you can- Oh, yeah, yeah, back the by the train tracks and stuff. Right, yeah, right, right. You can see the scepter trains go by. Like they're back in that in that area back there in the- yeah, little commercial projects. The com- <laughs> what, what do you call it? The uh, Yeah, the industrial park. Yeah, some, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they're tucked back in, in an industrial park. I mean, honestly, though, it makes for a great location. I, th- I think it's awesome. For a brewery, I think it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the energy they carry, what they do there. I mean, it's a great local community. I mean, that's that's the one thing I can say that's really awesome about all the different craft stuff going on in PA right now, man. Across the board, like literally side to side, like coast to coast to PA, there's some really awesome local i mean craft distilleries wineries even pa's really getting some solid wines so going man I'll, I'll, i really want to get into this and you know if 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 you're within the sound of my voice just <laughs> just and i don't even know if you're a praying type person but you know just just think about me send some good vibes send some good vibes because i feel like this would be such a great fit for me and i'm really hoping something comes of it see now the fact that you're asking for good vibes to come your way instead of money I'm going to support this. I like that. I like yeah, that. Yeah, man. No, because that's really what it's all about because I'm not, it's, I'm, I'm willing to work for less than I'm worth right now. <laughs> and I, I heard about you. No, but I mean, honestly, it's like, yeah, I yeah, could yeah, be yeah. doing the, the boring computer stuff that I was doing before, not computer stuff, but stuff on the computer that I was doing before. Office space cubicle shit. Yeah. And what would you say you do? But I'd have to do that from home. And I've told you, like, I would, Really, rather choke on my own vomit and die than, oh my God. <laughs> than have to go back doing that. So, I'm 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 willing yeah, I, to I work for you. less than I'm worth until I can find some worth in what I'm doing. Basically, so brew beer. This is an opportunity for me to to kind of weasel my way in. I'll take it. You know. So I'll be honest with his brewing capabilities. I myself am not a beer drinker. So for me to be somebody to drink whatever you make and be able to give you a true, honest compliment, not even just like, oh, good job there, buddy, but like, holy crap, like I, I would actually drink this, which is difficult for me. Every beer he's given me so far has done that. I mean, so much even further, my my buddy who's a, a brewmaster. Not my mead so much, though, because I tried that one lately, and that's just, we'll get into that, but... 
Well, but you know, the the first time you ever brewed anything, we actually cracked them on air and had my buddy, who's a, a brewmaster. I mean, he's a six time Great American Beer Fest judge. Like this guy's got a palate. He complimented you. You made your own critique, and he backed you right up and was like, "Yeah, outside of that, I'd I'd say you're good to go." You know, so I mean, you right out of the gate, he even was, said he's like, "You're one and done, you're down." You're that just one like, was That's actually the, the one that we had cracked open was was over carbonated, and that was one of the first ones. That was actually the yeah, first the one, one that was like super sugared and freaking popped well, that, on us. Not all the, and that's the thing. Like I was still new at it, and I didn't actually like part of that is is stirring it up before you start bottling to make sure that that your mixture is homogenous. Because not all the beers open that way is what I'm saying. Like the ones that I Yeah, there was only a couple that had done that, correct. Yeah, not all of them were quite like that because as an English style of beer, it's supposed to be less carbonated. And that particular one opened like a champagne bottle. Yeah, it did. (laughs) (laughs) That thing was dope. Very audible. I christened thee the wasp. (laughs) Or the stain wasp. I think that's what it was. You know what that's from? What? Meatball. Oh, no, not meatball. Sorry. Caddyshack. There you go. Nice. It's Bill Murray. I had Bill Murray. I had the BM in my head. and Dude, my ears are killing me. Dude, your face is killing me. Hey! <laughs> Guy. <laughs> you. Uh, what? I didn't do it this time. I promise. What? I didn't. No. No, I'm just. Um, well, I mean, you know, this is. This is what happens sometimes. This, this, this is a problem that we become too reliant on our fact checker that you feel lost without her. You're like, oh, like a scared little pup in the woods. She's a dear, sweet, lovely addition She's to the so show. Lovely, 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 lovely. Because we can always turn to her and she keeps us on track, man. I'm just saying. Except like, for when she falls asleep on us. Sh- but apparently she only falls asleep when you start talking beer. I mean, I don't... I was intrigued by your discussions she fall and statements. Asleep, like, what happened? Like, I mean, it could have been the UFOs again or the uh, the Jets. You know, she is near she's military base. She's flying. She could be... Yeah, she's probably dealing with a Cessna situation right now. Oh, that that's true with the headset maybe. Yeah, she, she was... So she is way more preoccupied. Okay. Yeah, we we are uh resting the flyby. Small potato. <laughs> Negative ghost rider pattern is full. I'm gonna do it. Don't do it, Mav. I'm doing it. Don't do it, Mav. I'm buzzing the tower. Oh god. I haven't seen the new one yet. Neither have I. Okay. Have you I'm um the new Top Gun? No. Nope. Not about it or um uh, no, I won't go. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go. I'll wait until it comes out. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not only am I going to wait till it comes out, I'm going to wait till it comes out to the point where, you know, it's like three bucks or something. Or I haven't, or, I mean, I haven't heard anything terrible about it yet that it was, I haven't heard anything good about it. Either. Like, well, I mean, is it just a homage piece? <laughs> homage. It's pronounced homage. It's homage. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's, it's, it's I, from what I'm to understand, it's a more or less continuation almost. Okay. So now he's a seasoned pilot who is becoming one of the instructors. Okay. So now he's a part of the teaching program, you know, for for fighter school, you know, Miramar and all that kind of stuff. So it's a new Maverick and Goose. 
it's just it's him after all of this stuff. So there's obviously going to be things that they're probably going to. I mean, I would assume the obvious is they're going to draw from the original where he's going to have that remorse or bad thoughts or you know this is my fault or somehow or another he'll meet the uh, the big pilot that flipped him off. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. That would be freaking like, hey, remember me? Be like, what? And he's just upside down, you know, flipping him off. Be like, I got a new plane, bro. <laughs> yeah, I would tell. I would go watch that in the theater. If I, if I knew that scene alone was in there, but like, you know what? I'm going to go watch that movie now. <laughs> If we had a fact checker right now, maybe we could see what's actually. Like, hey, can you can you pull up? Is there an extension of the middle finger joke in Top Gun? <laughs> <laughs> if not, there should be. There better be some outtakes or we something. Just talk to her like she's still here, and just even though she's <laughs> we did that when she was asleep, it did not work out <laughs> it well. Did not work out well. Oh, just backed ourselves into a hole and then looked for help and there was no one there. I'm pretty sure we would just we kind of continuously tangented. So, what do you think? Oh, never mind. I know. Can you look up? <laughs> hey, look this up. And we just kept going. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, hey, wait a minute. We never got an interjection. What like, happened here? We didn't even say anything for a while. It was just like, oh, she's doing something now. <laughs> you're, like, you're giving me the axe. <laughs> well, but I mean, in, in my defense in that re representation, she looked as if it was just frozen picture, which has happened. She might have had a loop. Yeah, no, she no, she was asleep. She was out. It was a live feed. <laughs> she was asleep, and we called her out on it at the end of the show. And and then two episodes later, I did the same thing. No, it was it was prior to her. Oh, okay. That's because you even made comment. You're like, well, at least it wasn't me this time. <laughs> <laughs> See, he listens to all the content, so he remembers. Well, because I mean, I so I honestly re-listen because I have to make sure everything that we re-pump out. As it goes across stuff, it's like, you know. I'm, audio continuity. Correct. I want to make sure that not only is the audio quality correct, but I also want to make sure that there was no spot anywhere in between where all of a sudden something dipped out. And it's like, all right, so on, on reproduction, something happened and I need to, you know, redo it or just, you know, repump it or something. So, I mean, yeah, I, I double check because I want to make sure that, or you know. Or if it's just me not putting it in my mouth. I, have to put it Dude, I can't mouth. do anything after the fact. No, this so is this I have is to all put it in my mouth. This is always the external put stuff after mouth. the math where you know it's yeah, if, you know, on our alternate platforms when we're pumping that stuff out, I want to make sure our people don't get, you know, 15 minutes of conversation, then all of a sudden it's just there's only pictures and there's no audio. It's like, what the heck happened? You know, because you I mean, go. I'm scared, I'm all alone. Yeah, pretty much. What happened? Dude, you know what I so when you're in the dark, you're not afraid that you're alone in the dark. Think about that. When you're in the dark, yeah, you're not scared because you're afraid that you're alone in the dark. You're afraid that something else is there with you? Bingo. Oh, you get a gold star for today, buddy. Well, I don't know. What's scarier? Can't see it. The thought that there's absolutely nothing out there. See, I would say from a psychological like perspective, like when you yeah, get I would to agree that, that point, part. like where you know you were in total isolation. I mean, like, and I want to do this again. I thought it was really cool, but like, there's there's this thing called um, like floating, like where you you create um you create a chamber. 
Sensory deprivation. It's a sensory deprivation tank is basically what it is. But you create a chamber that's got that's got um, such it's a it's a salt saturated solution that causes you to float basically on this very close to the surface. Right. Almost like you're on mercury. But not as toxic. I was to say the planet or the the <laughs> the, the, the element, whatever. <laughs> the, uh, so it's um um like Epsom salts. Like you you saturate this basic basically cons- like enclosed tub with um Epsom salts to the point where it's it's so much heavier than your own body weight that you actually float near the surface. And you can choose to play music in the thing or you can just have it complete silence. And it's when you do it right, there's absolutely no light getting in and there's no sound. And it's weird. Like we did together, me and my wife did a a 90 minute session and together meaning at the same time or in the same vessel, not in the same vessel. Okay. Okay. Like I think we were in the same room, but we were in separate. Right. 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 Yeah. So separate chambers simultaneously. (laughs) Gotcha. And we could have elected to, I mean, I think at the beginning, I think there were lights just to get you like the flashing lights, just to get you acclimated to your environment. Okay. And then it would settle out. And then there was, there was absolutely nothing. And I think I opted for music, but it was basically like um, soundscapes type stuff. It wasn't like music with a beat kind of thing that you could white noise. It was more on the on the aspect of white noise and right, right. And ninety minutes, it it could easily feel like seconds or days. It's just yeah, you were so removed from ordinary reality and it's it's a really weird experience and not i really do want to try that again because it's it's wild it it is it's it almost feels like a drug-induced experience if you spend enough time in there because it's nothing but you your heartbeat your breath or i mean it's you can't focus on anything else it's nothing but you i mean aside from having a a religious experience kind of thing. Like there's no other way to induce that other than basically removing all as much stimuli as you can, because you basically feel weightless with this thing. So it's easy to, it's easy to close your eyes and drift off and just be not necessarily asleep, but just kind of just floating there. So I remember this one time and I didn't fall asleep. I was, I want to say early 20s. I was like 21 or 22. And I had to go get an MRI for my knee. So I got, I got bum knees, you know, too many sports and abusive sports at that, like extreme at a young age, yeah. I, do, I mean, do, between taekwondo, basketball, BMXing, skateboarding, you know, I mean, boogie boardings, you know, I, just, I did so much crap to myself, but. BMX. Oh, I do. Uh, I mean, freestyle yeah. dirt, everything. Across. Oh, yeah. And I mean, spills without pads because I was just like, who needs protection? Ha! You know, so it's I'm getting. The 80s a, and I'm indestructible. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so I, I go to get an MRI and I have to lay down still on my back, but also get my one leg to prop up so that they're basically getting it completely separate from everything else. So not only do I have to hold this still, like I have to lay there and not move, 
but I also need to be, you know, slow breathing, all this other stuff. And I don't know if, you know, if you've never had an MRI, you get in there, it's a magnetic thing and you can hear this. Have I ever had an MRI? (laughs) Well, but so then you know that you can hear the, the, the machine discharging and it it basically like ka-chunk, ka-chunk, but it's very rhythmic. Well, I'm supposed to sit still, laid on my back. What level it's on. It has different frequencies, yeah. So I'm laying still on my back with my knee in the air, and I'm just focused on holding my leg, holding my leg, holding my leg. And it's just like, ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunk. And all of a sudden, I remember, you know, I'm going from holding my leg still, ka-chunk, 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 to like, hey, hey, you need to wake up. I'm like, what, what, what is, what is, what the, dude, I was so narked out sitting in this MRI thing as it's just like loud, holding my, and I'm just like, did I, wait, did I do it? Am I good? And they're just like, yeah, no, everything's great. I was just like, oh my God, it's literally a Will Ferrell moment where I was like, what happened? I blacked out. I don't I remember anything. Well, and I'm not trying to trump that at all, but. Go, no, go ahead, 66 times in the head. Go right ahead. <laughs> we all know you've received way more. <laughs> so um, I actually had an AVM. I don't know if I ever talked about that on the show before, but I had an arterial vascular malformation. So it was like a, a bunch of blood vessels kind of meeting together and having a, a party. You come and here often? There's a... I guess there's a potential of leakage there, and that's what happened at one point. <laughs> Is it anal And I had... <laughs> I had basically a brain hemorrhage, um, for lack of a better term. Right, right, right. No, I'm, I mean, I was kind of present for some of this. And uh, yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> I, I was thinking it was some kind of crazy migraine and I wasn't sure what it was brought on by, but I was for sure that it was a migraine. But apparently it was much worse. I was actually suffering through a hemorrhage and I was uh, awake the entire time. And my experience was I actually had to go, I had to go in for, they have they have a machine at this hospital where it was it was this contraption that actually has two hundred and six points of cobalt radiation that they can precisely aim at a certain spot within your head and so they do all these calculations and they get somehow get it to focus because each beam it's it, this is this whole thing that it has to be that many because each beam itself passing through the tissues to get to the focal point doesn't cause as much damage as it does to to the target area they're trying to get when they focus them all at the same time on one spot kind of thing i get that okay so i had to go through that whole experience um completely awake the entire time and it's like basically think an mri machine but um my head had to be bolted into a contraption to make sure that when they took the MRI scan that it matched up to the machine when they, because it basically held me in position so that I, if I, I couldn't turn my head one way or the other, it was, it was. Yeah. I got, I got the vision of how high with the freaking kid <laughs> and he screws the two. Ah, ah, ah. So, I mean, yeah, you, you learn how to kind of induce your own out of body experience in a way. But it's not like it's, Fight it's Club. Really yeah, go not, to your happy place. Not necessarily sleep, like you said. It didn't really feel like you fell asleep. It just felt like what just happened. You lucid dreaming. You cross over to the other side, kind of a thing. I mean, I got I got to a point where, and anybody who's who's gone through something traumatic like this might might understand what I'm saying. But I got to a point where I just had to. I had 
the pain was in fighting what was going, what was happening to me. So I realized that the best thing that I could do was just let go. I feel you. Um, so I remember, actually, I still have it. There's, if you remember our first dog that we had together, me and my wife was uh, Rocky, and he was a little Papillon poodle mix. Yeah, I remember. Little guy, he was like maybe 15, 16 pounds at his heaviest. He's soaking wet. And um, so when I when I went in, like we had him at the time. So when I went in, she she happened to find in the the hospital shop, she found this little stuffed. It was like a bean stuffed dog that looked just like ours. So I remember when when she was when they were ready to put me into this machine and bombard my brain with cobalt radiation in order to destroy this AVM that had grown to some kind of catastrophic size to the point where it hemorrhaged. Um, I had this stuffed puppy dog to keep me company. And I couldn't even look at the thing, but it was something tactile that I could hold on to. And um, I named it Radio Rocky. And I still I still have it somewhere in the house. But, but um, that was... That was a similar experience to yours is that, that you kind of, in letting go, you kind of just go, okay, well, the, whatever's happening around me is just happening. It's not, it's not really affecting me. I'm, I'm still me. I'm still, and you just kind of go into yourself and just disappear for a minute. And maybe that's what you experienced too. I don't know, but um, there's definitely a moment there where it's, there's a, there's a timeless aspect which I think is what's so confusing when you come back to reality and now you're back in a in a four-dimensional reality. Yeah, kind of like that scene in Fight Club where he like gets the uh the burn and he just he's like, no, live in your pain. He just, yeah, I don't know. You just disappear into it, really. But as always. Yeah. At yeah. this time when things get really <laughs> <laughs> as shit gets real. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, it's um yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is what we do here. You know, we uh, we th- we thank you, fam, for uh, checking in. You know, this is uh, this is I'm telling you. You know, as always, as uh, real as it gets. Yeah, Philly D, <laughs> Mr. Gemini. Yeah, we uh, no clickety clack because uh, we've lost connection. But you know, we got Jimmy Breeze in the house. So yeah, it's been cool. It's been cool. Yeah, and uh, you we know, give him a chance to get a word in. But dude, there was positive interjections that kept yes, the conversation absolutely. going. So you know, but hey, that's. Uh, you lost the fact checker. Too. Hey, you know what? Hey, this is I'm telling you. This is how it happens. And, you know, uh, as always, reach out to all of us if you can. Uh, ity directions music.org. Yeah, and uh, if you want to hit up individually, uh, Gemini G E M I N I at directionsandmusic.org or Philly D P H I double L Y D at directionsandmusic.org. Yeah, and you know uh, we always say uh, you know be good to yourself, be good to everyone else, fam. Much love. Peace. Peace.